Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The volume. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new live reaction episode of Snaps. Okay, Aaron, for a second, I thought we had lost you. If you're just listening on podcast, uh, it's T Bob A Bear, Aaron Murray, youtube.com slash at volume snaps is where we're hanging out and recording tonight. Uh, we're live. We got a ton of people in chat hanging out. What's up, everybody? Great to see everybody. We're going to talk Florida, Georgia. We're going to talk about the big upset the Jayhawks pulling off against OU, Duke, Louisville, Utah, Oregon, Clemson. I mean, look, another great college football Saturday. And don't look now, but Nebraska is mm. back. Pouring it on. The Corn Hub boys about to be tied for the lead in the Big Ten West. Thank you for the hearts who's ever hitting that in the chat. Uh, remember, please, please subscribe. Y'all, we're getting so close to 7K. So, mm-hmm. so close. 6K has been a slog, but y'all are, y'all, are, y'all are about it. Y'all are helping us. We're still making that climb. Shout out. Uh, Seattle Dives, what's up? I, I figured you'd be a Washington fan. It looks like you're actually a dog fan which I guess could play either one. Aaron, what's up, man? How you feeling this Saturday? Look at us. Man, We're both wearing black. I know. I know. You're, you're representing for, Georgia fan. It's Georgia, Florida. Once again, T-Bob, and it will be What'd Georgia, I Florida. I wasn't even trying to troll. I thought I saw, I thought I saw Georgia, Florida. No, 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 I you say? said Florida. Another 365 days. So you, Look, you, Andy, you, have, a lot, you have a lot of Andy, time to practice. A lot of time to practice. Okay. Okay. Well, I heard, though, you went on pregaming the SEC with my other coach, Jay Kester and Chris Doring. Mm-hmm. And Doring claims that it's a neutral site rivalry game. So does Andy Staples, so that you just have to do alphabetical order. Yeah, and both like those guys went to Florida, so of course they're going to make that that that, oh, that case. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, that, that's actually that, that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, good point. What's up, though, dude? How was today, man? Pretty yeah, good day. Today, today was good. It was so funny. I I I, uh, I had told Sharon like, oh, the noon games are you know super great, 
if uh, I'll take the kiddos because I'm, I'm off this weekend. Mm. And if you could take them at three thirty, that'd be great. And all of a sudden, like the noon ones started getting super sexy. And I was like, oh, so I, yeah. I put the kids down maybe a little bit early for their nap. So that, that, that you know, one to three thirty window that was supposed to be my time was actually nap time. So I kind of got off scot-free. <laughs> so I was able to watch all the games. Hell yeah. <laughs> she had to do all the work in the afternoon. But uh, she's done a break. So it was a win for those that don't have multiple kids yet, that's a veteran move there. If you can time up your mm -hmm. parental responsibility window with the naps, that's always big. Yep. Uh, and then you're just like, hey, I mean, you know, I did my job. I got to work. What do you want me to yeah. do? Um, all right. I got to get this USC game on. It looks like I, I haven't even. Is it on the Pac 12 network? Probably. Motherfucker. I don't think, I don't know if I have a Pac-12 network, whatever. All right, let's dive into the game today. Let's start, and, and don't worry, chat, we're going to get to all of your comments uh, throughout the show today, like Bill Kibbe, okay, bitches, what do you think about them dogs? Um, it, it's a good one. We'll get into it. But I think we got to start with OU, right? Yes. Uh, because by far the most impactful thing that happened today were the Kansas Jayhawks mm -hmm. upsetting the Oklahoma Sooners to move to 6-2 and two mm. in Kansas. And let's start with, the headline stuff here. Okay. Uh, this is Kansas's first win over Oklahoma since 1997. Mm. It's their first top 10 win since the late eighties. And let's really stop for a second. Cause if you're our age, Aaron, you hear 1997, you're like, Oh man, that's crazy. But what you may not appreciate what that really means is that there was not a player alive on the Kansas roster that had been on this earth that had emerged out of their father's nutsack and seen Kansas beat Oklahoma. Like this was the literal first time that any of those human beings walking the earth on the oh. Kansas sideline would have seen a Jayhawk win over Oklahoma. That's massive. And once yes. again, we are all forced to confront and accept that Lance Leipold is putting on an absolute masterclass mm -hmm. in Lawrence. Here's my other favorite stat, and then I'm going to get your reaction, Aaron. Yep. Matt Zenitz tweeting, Kansas's record from 2010 to 2021, listen to this, was 23 and 118. Mm. 23, and that includes like a last mile stop, all that. 23 and 118. In two years under Lance Leipold, they're 12 and 9. Wow. And 6 and 2 this season. Give that man all the roses. Massive fucking win. And the best part is, Aaron, I had started writing Kansas's obituary. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm taking notes and I'm writing my thoughts out. And I had already write, oh, well, Oklahoma just, you know, adjacent being made too many mistakes in the end, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and, and look at what fucking happened. Dude. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a weird game. The, the weather was, obviously, there's a weather delay for those watching it and, and just was not the best day for throwing the football. I mean, Dylan Gabriel in 19 completions or 19 attempts on the day. And you said like Jason Bean was was making the mistakes throwing the football, and you kind of think like, man, at some point Oklahoma's just going to take that and run away with it, and neither team was kind of doing that. It was just a close running the football game, ugly weather, and the difference was was not Jason Bean's arm, but it was his legs, which I was shocked. Like I was, I, I'm watching the game, and they kept referring to his his track speed. He's like a 200 yard. Well, yeah, that's always been Bean's thing. He's just a fucking really, speed I realize, demon. I didn't realize like he was like that fast. Like when yeah, he took off with the yeah. one touchdown run, because there's a difference between being a, a essentially a track guy running a 200 meter and being football fast. Like it doesn't always translate. Like, are you quick, fast, or do you need the open space to kind of take off and run? And he put the team on his back, knowing that it's not great weather. And he did have a good throw there in that last possession on a little dagger route, which was pretty nice. But his run. 
and his running ability four four carries for 62 yards in the rushing touchdown long of 38 um was awesome to see oklahoma it's a tough loss man it's a tough loss not only for them but interesting to see what happens with the national perspective of Ooh. the big 12 in general too right now Ooh, yeah how i that mean hurts it's that league. It's kind of, and you got like kind of a shitty feeling Oklahoma State team kind of emerging. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess Kansas will be in this conversation now and they're much Kansas better State feeling. next week because I'm yeah. not loving Texas right now. All I'm saying is like OU and Texas appear to be weakening. Yep. And I don't want to include Kansas in this because I love their momentum. But like Oklahoma State has a lot. West Virginia is actually pretty high up there. And those don't feel like especially good teams. Yep. But they're at the, you know, they're, they're right under the top guys of the Big 12. So like last year, the Big 12 was really even top to bottom and pretty good. This year, they feel, you know, relatively even top to bottom, but maybe like kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, Oklahoma Tech's better to stop messing around here because it's looking like a playoff scenario that's going to shape up with a lot of contenders and the big 12 get left out real easy. Well, well Oklahoma has been playing with fire the entire season, man. Like yeah. you go back and look at some of their games throughout the year. And even like that Cincinnati game, 20 to six, never really pulled away from that one. The UCF game last week. And then now kind of this game right now. And then obviously we, we all remember the Texas game. Like that was a great game. That's a great win, but still one that was essentially a, a coin toss. You needed a last second drive to go win that game. So you've been playing on the verge of getting that first L I still think it's a good team. I still think when you look at their schedule that I would still have them favored versus Oklahoma State, versus West Virginia, versus BYU, yeah, versus sure. CCU, like 100%. Like they should win those games, but they also should have won today too. So maybe it was the weather. This is a pass-first team. It was good to see Oklahoma in, in, in crappy situations be able to run the football. Like that was my big question. Could you, against a Kansas football team that has struggled against the run this entire season defensively, could you actually run the football? Because that's something that Oklahoma has not been able to do unless it's been Dylan Gabriel. Well, Walker went off for 146 yards at 269 yards total for the games. Like they should gain some confidence there. The problem goes back to the defense guys out of position throughout the game. Guys, guys were overrunning where we're burying the lead because that should have been the lead of this entire conversation Mm -hmm. because so much was made about Venables Stevens being awful last year, which they were. And then they were really damn good this year. Like not just, okay, not good. They were actually elite at the very beginning of this year. And now you have two weeks in a row of major aggression. And if you look at the last two weeks, not only has it even failed overall, Aaron, but they have failed in the biggest moments. Mm -hmm. You know, last week you're up by eight. Sure. You end up coming up with a two point conversion stop to win the game, but like to let them score, to let UCF who got absolutely dominated by WU today, Mm -hmm. to let them score in the manner that you did is pretty inexcusable. And then to force the turnovers that you did late against Kansas here, and then with the game on the line to let them get the fourth down conversion, let them score again, Mm -hmm. inexcusable. So all the fears, all the insecurities you had about that Brent Venables defense allowing big plays and everything else, you you were hoping they were gone. Twenty-seven yards, but they're back. It's it's been three weeks. It's not just the two weeks. Like you won the you won the last two. That's true. I'm not thinking about that though because they won that game. Yeah, and but they also won UCF. Like it's been once again, it's been the offense having to bail out. The defense and and yeah, the defense had some some really nice turnovers and early on that Texas football game, but they still had over 500 yards and it, it took Dylan Gabriel marching them down the field in the fourth quarter at the end of the game for them to win it. So there are still problems on that side of the football that uh, it's not USC. Like I don't want to say like this is the same thing as the Trojans that are, are horrendous once again this year. There is progress for Oklahoma on the defensive side of the football. 
but it's not like there's some world beaters all of a sudden. No, they have to be better though. They have to be better. Yes, it's not okay to be okay on that side of the ball. Like that's Brit, that's Brent Venables bread and butter. Yep. Like they, they have talent there. They have to be better. And what's interesting, it's the fascinating thing, Aaron, that just a couple of weeks, what a couple of weeks can do to you in college football, where a month ago, Brent Venables is a made man. He's essentially mm-hmm. a God. He won this all important Red River rivalry at the Texas State Fair. Everybody's in love with him. Now, a couple of shaky weeks in which the defense completely fails in the biggest moments, and all of a sudden, a little grumbling starting up once again. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on here? Um, so, look, Oklahoma still controls their, their own destiny, certainly. Um, mm, but it looks more and more now. Uh, than ever that not only will they have a rematch with Texas, but you're going to start to find and in there. And I'm sure you're already on this. Like I know you're on this probably with Oregon and Washington, mm. but if Oklahoma and Texas play today, who do you think wins? Texas. Yeah, I see. Exactly. I knew you were going to but, say that. But the problem is right now with Texas, you know, and I was watching that game today too. We'll stick on the big 12 theme here. Malik Murphy was not impressive to me. And you they, look at their schedule next week, like logged down for the middle two quarters of that game. Yeah. Two and a half. Their defense was great today. Like their defense won it. They had the punt return for a touchdown. Like if if BYU just would have punted the ball instead of throwing interceptions, it would have been a, you know, I think they might have covered the spread, which, you know, I had, I'm kind of pissed off they didn't. But regardless, (laughs) um, I'm I'm worried for them next week versus Kansas State, and, and we'll break that down later down the road. I don't want to focus on that right now, but yeah, you should be you should be worried right now as a Big 12 fan. Because if Texas loses next week, but then gets yours back, and I think Texas in a rematch versus Oklahoma will get it, well, the Big 12 may knock themselves out. Well, but that's maybe where it gets interesting. If you're a Big 12 fan, you're actually probably pretty happy because you don't want Texas or Oklahoma making the playoff yeah, there last true, year in the Big 12, true, right? Like true, true. You're kind of like, fuck these motherfuckers. I hope they all lose and get the hell up out of here. So Big 12 fans might be okay. Yeah, Oklahoma is, and Texas fans need to be last, concerned. You have to agree that this is the last legit year that a Big 12 team will have a, a possibility of winning a national championship. No, 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 no. I can't say that yeah, simply because if you're in the 12-team playoff, I'll always mm-hmm. give you a chance. I'm going to treat it like the, the NFL best playoff, chance. even though it's not exactly. This is the best chance. This yeah, but they're, the not gonna, but they're still not going to take any pride in it. You think they're going to be happy if Texas or OU wins a natty? Uh, yeah, but, but no. it, still goes, it, no, still no, goes no, no, to, it still goes in the record books as a Big 12 champion. I will have to agree to disagree. One final thing, and then we'll move on to Georgia. Um this is okay. I want to highlight again. Let's go back to Kansas. I want to highlight Jason Bean. I want to give him loves because this is, yeah. I'm going to read my notes verbatim here. For Kansas fans, you just got to be wondering what this season would be like if Jalen Daniels had stayed healthy. Jason Bean is exciting and makes big plays, but he just makes too many obvious mistakes. Mm. Jalen Daniels does not. Still, love what Leipold's building. Wish the Jayhawks could have gotten the win today. So congratulations to Jason Bean for yep. shutting my Nick games, shoving my mid-game notes right up my ass because mm. after throwing two horrific interceptions Oof. where you felt like you ruined everything, you know, mm-hmm. the first win since 87, like everything came down to you and you ruined it all to stare down the long field that he did at the end of the game and find a way into the end zone. Do not take that for granted. Mm-mm. And look, I know maybe Kansas shouldn't have scored at the end or whatever, but the defense had been salty. Oklahoma got a bit lucky on the crazy underthrow to get the 40-yard gain. I don't hate it. Kansas wins. Congratulations, Jason Bean. That's fucking awesome. It's a memory that no matter what you do in your entire life, you'll carry that with you for Mm. the rest of your life. Congrats. Rock Chalk. Jayhawk. Mm. All right. Georgia, Florida. Today in Jacksonville. 
Aaron, if I was trying to go to this game, you know, I would have gone, I would have gone to game time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or we're trying to go to a world series game, NBA game. Now we got hockey upon us as well. The bottom line, you want to go to a game in live in person, you want to download game time. It's the best way to get tickets on any of these games. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the U S uh, and they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. So you can find flash deals, sponsor deals on games, concerts daily. Okay. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. Also with a game time guarantee, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. How about that? So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code SNAPS for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and enter code SNAPS. That's S N A P S for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, I know we got a lot of dog fans in the chat right now, so let's get into it. Georgia, Florida, mm. interesting beginning, mm. right? Florida comes out and scores. Yep. Georgia stalls in the red zone, even though Florida doesn't even have a third down play called and the D coordinators running out there trying to call timeout. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, and then we're like, Oh wait, no, Florida's actually awful. Yeah. Oh God. Hey, listen, they, they, they scripted for success that first drive. And, and I thought they did a really good job of, you know, one running the football. I mean, what were, you know, I, I said in my keys to the game for Florida, if you want to make this a game, one, you got to be able to run it. And two, yep. Eugene Wilson, who's the, your best athlete, has to be involved. And he was. Like, you saw how how talented he is and why the comparisons to Percy Harvin are kind of being floated around Gainesville at the moment. The guy's an absolute stud. Wait, He's electric being, to the ball. Who's being compared? Eugene Wilson. Harvin? Eugene Wilson, number three. Yeah, but but why? Because he's electric as hell. So So, wait, we're comparing him to maybe – the most I'm electric just, football player we've seen in our entire life in the SEC. I'm like, not. I'm saying that's out of here. I'm not. That's I'm not. I'm saying nobody that's named the, nobody that's with the first name rumor, Eugene. That's what be compared to Percy Harvin. Gainesville is talking about. I'm not saying that. I'm just be. I'm. I was in Gainesville. I'm just. Yeah, I agree with Bill Kimmy. Who? I'm just relaying <laughs> the message to you, T. Bob. Don't 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 shoot the messenger over here. Jeez, Louise. All right. Anyways, it was perfect. It was a perfect start for the Gators until Georgia's defensive line showed up and played the best game that they've played the entire season. Yeah. Like that was the difference. Like we'll, we'll get on the offense and how good Carson was and, you know, the run game and the receiver stepping up and Oscar making plays and yada, 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 yada. To me, the, the biggest thing and the biggest difference was that D line showed up. They showed up, they harassed Graham Mertz. Uh, they slowed down the run game. So I think between that and then Billy Napier with some just awful decisions, man, awful decisions on some play calling. You're you're actually moving the ball, then you try some double reverse that that killed momentum. Then on a fourth down, you try a trick play from one yard, and that gets just big stuff. Scared money don't make money, even though I, there is something inherently scared about running a trick play on fourth and one. Like either yeah. go for it or don't. Like are you a yeah. bitch or not? Like like you go for it or you don't. Like don't don't hit me with any fancy fanciful bullshit no. on fourth and one. The, the, the bad decisions and bad moments for them was the big difference. So. But Georgia's D line, it was it was good to see those guys finally have a game yeah. in which maybe you silence some of the critics about, you know, obviously it's not as elite as they've been for the past two years, but are you good enough to win a championship with that D line? I think they answered that. So let's talk about uh well, I mean, no, no, you're right. So the D line's interesting, Aaron, to me, because like if you're a real Georgia fan, 
that's probably what you were looking at, right? Like yeah. that's a bit of the Georgia deeper cut. Mm-hmm. If we want to talk about the surface level cut, like what made all the national shows, what everybody was talking about, it's mm-hmm. okay. Who's going to step up uh, in Brock Bauer's absence. We talked about a lot and look, I would say credit to Aaron, Josh Pate, Colin Wilson, all in the snaps family who all said that they thought that we would see a more explosive Georgia football team. Sans Brock Bowers, not better, but more explosive. And Lad McConkey going for a 40-yard touchdown to take a 10-7 lead kind of set the tone in that regard. And then you look up at the end of the game, Lad McConkey six grabs, 135 in a score. Okay. You said Lad was going to do it, and credit to him. He done and did it. Well, you had two receivers that averaged over 20 yards this game. You know, Lad had six for 135, 22-yard average. And then Dom Lovett, you know, we talked about him and yeah. how he his best game was last the last time they played and how you saw him starting to emerge as a receiver, four catches, 83 yards, 20-yard average. So Still there was a missed touchdown for Lovett on the year and for Rara. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. they got to find a way to get in the end zone if George's going to win a championship. But still, an explosive well, day for the receiving court. He's been really a part of the offense for three or four games now. Like, he was not on the field for the first four games of the season at all. Oh, see, I'm not I, watching that close. I yeah, didn't realize that. He wasn't. He just he, – he, he was struggling learning the playbook. And you, you kind of understand why. It's two completely different offenses from where he was to where he is now. So – and and if you look at the total stats this year for Georgia, Carson does a great job of spreading the wealth. You know, I know there's a lot of focus on Brock, so Brock kind of gets all the attention. But from there, he does a good job mixing it up, which you know, obviously for a defense is an absolute pain in the butt to have to deal with. So um, I thought it was a great win. Like I said, the defense was the most impressive thing to me. That D line and Carson for another game throws for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, very efficient, accurate with the football, good decision making. They ran the ball really well. Uh, it was. It was one of those games where, to me, yeah, we're going to look up at the end of the season. Florida's going to be six and six, so it may not mean as much then. But it's not going right to. now. It, it, it's as as we head into the first playoff ranking. This was a statement win for Georgia at the moment. That that we can't I think call the, it. The committee, we can't. I think, I think the committee will look at it and say like, It'll okay, like back to back, back to back national champs, mm-hmm. and they just dominated in a, in, a, in a rivalry game against a five and two football team. No, I think no, it's no. enough Let's to give them one. No, no, time out, time out, time out. The playoff committee is not going to ding Georgia. For no. something like this, but let's not go so far as to call this a statement win. This is a bad Florida team. I mean, Aaron, I even it tried is. to give the defense credit on Wednesday for Florida because I'm looking it up statistically and I'm like, you know, they're not awful. And then you're like, well, who have they played? And you were exactly mm-hmm. right. Like, like they obviously hadn't played anyone. They finally ran into a a, a good offense, and well, look what this, happened. Was this a good enough win to, to to allow the committee to keep to put them at one? I say keep this uh, first rate. probably with the history of coming up back to back natties, or it's going to be Michigan. But functionally, what does it fucking matter? You doesn't. know, it like it it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it'll be good TV. Now, the more interesting TV. Well, actually, I don't know which the more interesting one would be. Because either one, if you put Georgia or don't, Michigan, don't put Michigan in the top bad. four because of the cheating scandal. Yeah, that would be interesting yeah. TV. Now that would be an overcorrection. Like I, I think, I think I finally figured out how I feel about that scandal. And like Deflategate, it's probably no big deal in the end. But like Deflategate, it's kind of fascinating to us because it exposes a level of gamesmanship that we were not uh, aware of previously. Mm-hmm. And it was taken to a new level. Brady didn't do this in Deflategate, but Michigan definitely took sign ceiling to a new advanced 
mm-hmm. level that we hadn't seen previously as well, which combined with the correlation adds to the interest. But mm. look, Georgia will be one or two in the first playoff ring. So like Georgia fans have nothing to worry about. Yep. Um, I want to talk about Carson Beck in a second real quick though. I do. I, I don't want to just, you know, uh, rush past this, but my boy juice Gentilly, who's a uh, Alabama fan texts me during the game. And, and I know this joke's been made a thousand times, but it's like, I can't lose sight of it. It says, how is a white guy named Lad McConkey good at <laughs> wide receiver? I mean, we just can't go a day, like just really stop and appreciate the fact mm-hmm. that you have a white, goofy ass looking TikTok dude named Lad McConkey tearing up the SEC at receiver. Dude, and he was and he was pulling away from no, TV I know, too. like that. Speed on that I knew he had speed, but he had a couple runs where I was like, "Damn, Lad!" Like I knew you had some some wheels, but you were pulling away from guys on defense. And uh, like you always think Florida and athletes, and he was pulling away from those athletes. Uh, uh, Jonathan they've been missing that. Says, I'm sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, just say they've been missing that from him. Oh, no, they have. They have. And, no. you know, he was hurt. And now he's healthy. Yep. So, and he's got opportunity. And he did the most of it. Like, if I'm a Georgia fan, I'm ecstatic because I wanted to see Lad McCoggy step up, and he did. Uh, Jonathan Burns did. Something tells me T Bob's picking Mizzou next week. No, not in Athens, bro. Come on. Talk about it. Again, my mm. Georgia doubt has never been about the regular season or the SEC championship. It is simply come playoff time. Will they be good enough or not? But they're starting to convince me. Like, I'm I'm not going to front. Georgia is starting Next to convince me. a good game now. Can we, can we um, figure out a way to do a snaps live show in Missouri or in, uh, in Athens for the Missouri game? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, uh, it's on I, Saturday, though. I'm I think it'd be a little be, bit hard for you with yeah, bro, I got Alabama, LSU. LSU. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> basically a national holiday or a local state holiday around these parts. If, if LSU bad. beats Alabama next week, Louisiana might fall into the ocean they for are. people jumping up and down all at the same time. Um, we got to talk about Carson Beck. It would yep. probably gone too long without talking about Carson Beck. He was fantastic today. Very efficient. 19 of 28, 315, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Um, Again, I continue to be impressed. It's not overwhelming to the point where I'm willing to fully give myself over to him quite yet, but it's also not as underwhelming where as it was early on where I'm like doubting him anymore. Yeah. Like he's definitely winning me over. He's a stud. I, 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 I'll, I'll let the play for the you know, rest of the season kind of do, do the talk. And you know, he has two more weeks. Like this is, this was a rivalry game. So maybe it means a little bit more for Georgia fans. But the next two weeks are really more of the statement game for him, and even Tennessee and in Knoxville. And Tennessee's a good defense, but you're going against a, a a good Missouri team and a good Ole Miss team without still your best weapon in Brock Bowers. Like Florida's not a good team. Like you and I, like we, this will be a six and six. No, team. they're it's all bad, said and done. Team, they're boys. six and six for what? That's what we got. Missouri, I know it feels good to be your rivals, and I don't yes. want to like dog fans no. shit on him. Have no. fun with tonight. Yes. but it's a bad team. Yes. Or an okay team, whatever you want to These call it. These next two teams are really good football teams that can score points. I agree with that. I that love maybe Mizzou. that maybe you have to possibly match similar to what like I don't think it's gonna be like an LSU Missouri game that we saw a few weeks ago where you know it gets into the 40s. No, no, but like the like, I mean, maybe like that. But like light years you're, ahead you're of the defense. These next two games and even three games are your three hardest games of the season. Your three uh, yeah, hardest yeah, games. Yeah. The end of actually, if I'm a Georgia fan, I'm super excited yep. because the end of the schedule has now evolved to a point where you actually feel like it's going to better prepare you for the postseason. Yes. Like my big worry for Georgia was that they were just going to sleepwalk through this entire season and they're going to wake up in the playoff. They're going to get a fist fight. They're going to be like, what the fuck? But they mm-hmm. got in a fist fight in Jordan Hare and yep. they found a way out. And I'm like, okay, that's a bonus point. 
and then they handle this team. That's a bonus point, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so yeah, if they go down against some actual good teams at the end here and they handle them, well, then they're all of a sudden looking pretty championship yeah. ready to me. I agree. So, I agree. This is going to be a fun three-week stretch. So I think Carson's prime, though. I think Carson right now, he's lathered up. He's seen the field well. He's throwing the ball extremely well. You know, we, we know what he can and can't do, and I don't think he can't do much. He's he's pretty much checked off all the boxes in my in my opinion. Now that the, the team trusts him and the and the, the coordinator Bobo trusts him and, and and Kirby trusts him, it's full steam ahead for 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 number 15. So great win, man. Yeah. He's a first rounder. He's a first fucking rounder. Can are make there some any special other, throws. Uh, are there any other well he'll be a first mm, hmm, maybe. I, I George is getting okay. So have you ever heard about my Alabama theory? The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm -hmm. George is getting into that weird territory where if I'm an NFL scout, I have to really make sure I love the individual. And granted, they have a lot of individuals kicking ass, so it's not hard to follow. But, them, right? But it's but. because anytime they play a team, they are. It's not an even playing field. Like in the NFL, it's an even playing field. So individuals start to rise and fall every time Georgia plays. They are significantly better than their opponent on a pure player-to-player -player basis. So it's like, I know it's hard to judge. But, there. but but without Brock, is there a first rounder or second rounder on that team right now on the offense? Oh, that's that he's throwing to. Not an unfair point. It's not an unfair, like you're right. like I mean no. Alabama. You know they had first round receivers, so like it it was kind of sure. hard like to to judge say Mac yeah, like Jones. drafting Mac Jones when he had three guys. Oh, Heisman Trophy like, winner yeah, receiver. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that might you might have fucked up there a little bit. Yeah, but, that's a little uh, harder. It's true. But like, like that's, 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 that's why we said like these next three or four weeks for Carson were the most important for him to if he wanted to leave after this season to ball out because now you're saying like, hey, I got a bunch of guys that are transfer receivers, um, a white guy in Lad McConkey that that none of these guys are going to be first or second round draft picks. Maybe they're mid round guys, but like without Brock, who is my first round guy, if I can play at a high level. True. Then you know that this kid is legit. Well, and if he wins a championship, you know, like yeah. that, it's like it's like Friday Night yeah. Lights. Like that just always helps. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's get some. Oh, look at that, Washington in the end zone. Let's fucking go, Huskies. There you go, Aaron. I need it, baby. Uh, Charlie Shepard, Delp had a very broad catch today. Trust me, mm -hmm. uh, the announcers let us know. <laughs> I mean, as soon as he caught it, Cal, a Cal, forty-three points. Forty-three. Mm. All right, let's get to Oregon, Utah, then we'll get to, to we'll get to USC. Well, first, let's get to DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports duty partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, like it doesn't matter. You start the season with an instant dub and always remember the DraftKings parlays everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins so string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB T-B-O-B. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-B-O-B. T -B -O -B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. 
In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. How how interesting, Aaron. It's already 10-0 in Lexington in a night game, Mm. despite all of you telling me how fucking good Kentucky is all the time. I will continue to hammer this. I think Mark Stoops is the most overpaid coach in college football, not named Jimbo Fisher, okay? Whatever. Let's talk Utah, Oregon. Um, Aaron, I have a geography question for you. Does it get cold in the Pacific Northwest? And PG, maybe you can answer. I I, I don't know what your geographical knowledge is like. So I don't know. Like, does it get cold there? Does it snow? Because um, I'm just thinking about like, okay, when when Big Twelve teams have to go to Utah in late October, November, it's going to be fucking awful. Okay, okay. Yeah. PG said it maybe so Seattle. Okay, so maybe they were used to it. I thought maybe the weather was going to be a big advantage for Utah today. But this is a tough-ass yeah. Oregon Duck team, dude. Oregon plays in crap weather all the time. What are you talking about? It may not be snow, but it's like it's like in the 30s, 40s, and misting. Like That's okay. like great. Yeah, that's Look, I don't know geography. I just told you. What, are you going to come at me after I expose a weakness? What kind of – that's a bad friend. <laughs> oh. I'm just exposing insecurity. Have you never like, seen like, people talk about Seattle and how it's always gloomy and – just nasty. And, yeah, I know it rains. I don't know. It rains every day here in Louisiana. I don't know, dude. Whatever. Okay, the fuck yeah. it. Whatever. The point is, Oregon looks damn good. Yeah. They go into a hostile Utah environment. And and again, I always thought Oregon was going to win this game. Like, the yep. difference in offenses was way too big. We talked about it all week. But I did not see 35-6. And I was a bit shocked when, let's be clear, our gambling guy, Colin, is right about almost everything. But his system, sometimes the numbers can go awry. His system did spit out a Utah plus six and a half, which made me kind of question, what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. And apparently not much uh, because it kind of played out like we thought it would as the gulf between Bo Nix and Bryson Barnes yep. might as well be the fucking Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. It was, it may not go down. I, I tweeted this earlier. It may not go down as the best win of the season because there's some pretty pretty awesome wins that we've seen this year so far that that may make you know certain teams more national powers when it comes to the playoff rankings, all that good stuff. This was to me to date the most impressive win of the season to go to Utah for Oregon. For Oregon, this was okay. no, 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 like nationally. That's mm. maybe not the most important mm-hmm. win, but the most impressive win. The way they did Ooh, it. This I like, is a, okay. I like your little radio sports take semantic flair there. there you go. Not the most like, important win, but the, the most, most impressive. impressive. Okay, this explain. is the most impressive win because they dominated. Utah does not lose in that stadium. That's true. They don't. And Utah, what why they why they won so many games and why have they been back to back Pac 12 champion teams is because they have been the more physical football team in that conference. And Oregon yeah. today on the road in a hostile environment was the more physical football team. And I, and we knew they were going to be the more athletic team. They, they had the speed, they had the better quarterback, but could Utah with being at home and being so good in that stadium and, and the physicality in which they play, could they somehow find a way to make it close, which they've done over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And Oregon said, hell no, they were the aggressors. They're the ones that came out punching. And then we knew they'd be more athletic on top of that. It's like the way that they won that football game, being the aggressors and then 35 to six and just kicking ass from first to fourth quarter. 
that was to me, like I said, the most impressive win I've seen this entire season. Uh, Bill says, I think Oregon's defense is built in a much more physical manner. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference with Oregon under Dan Lanning yep. is the defense is badass. Um, and you, and you know, what's funny, Aaron, Oregon feels, and this is why they did so good in Washington as well. Oregon has the makeup of a great road team, mm -hmm. uh, because a, a few things that travel well, uh, first off physical, great defense. We all know that. Um, secondly, a running game and Bucky yep. Irving has been fucking fantastic this year continues to be. Uh, but thirdly, Aaron, having the literal most experienced quarterback in NCAA history mm, does do not it. hurt when mm -hmm. you have to hit the road. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's where Oregon starts to feel really strong as a contender is that as, as great as the home field advantage in Eugene is, neutral site bowl game it doesn't matter in theory uh they have a team that is able to handle a lot of that very well so an absolute statement game mm -hmm. by oregon again i thought they were going to win i did not see this complete and utter dominance coming mm -mm. i'm glad they did though got, got got me some money that's for damn sure uh, they're one of the best teams and 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 I I will stick with this. They will beat Washington in a, in a rematch. They're the better God, football team. I just hate that they're the more like that after Washington. See, so and, and, mm, fucking team. This is maybe where my PTSD is coming in from losing Alabama after beating them because I agree with you. Uh, I wrote down right here in my notes. Like it feels like that now it's clearly coming down to Washington and Oregon for the Pac-12, right? Yep. USC's a joke. They're out. There's been other frisky teams that are falling off. This was Utah's kind of final stand mm -hmm. sort of feeling. And so now already Husky fans got to be doing that annoying sweat where you got to think, can you beat it? Can you beat them twice? Mm -hmm. Can you beat a good team twice? It's one of the worst feeling in sports. And if you want to extend it for Husky fans, it's really, can you beat a good team thrice? Mm -hmm. Because you did it last year. You did it this year. And now you're going to have to try to do it likely a third and they, time. And, in and a they row. got. And I will say this: Washington has the the harder the harder path going forward this season. Like you look at Oregon's schedule the rest of the way: That's Cal, true. USC, who probably won't be ranked, Arizona State, and then Oregon State. And, and three of those games are at home. The only one on the is is on the road at Arizona State. Where you look at Washington, they got to play at USC versus Utah at Oregon State, and then Washington State. So you know, two games on the road little bit more, you know, I would say a better competition. So Oregon may be feeling a little bit fresher too, heading into that one, have a little bit more revenge factor in their mind. It's going to be a great game. I mean, it'll be, it, it will be very similar to the first time they both got to make it there. Obviously can't slip up, but yeah, it, it is, it's going to come down to those two. And if Oregon plays the way that they played tonight, which was just dominant on both sides of the football they did turn they did have a turnover though we talked about like this team does not turn the ball over had did have one fumble but uh obviously did not cost them with 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 winning 35 to 6 i get what you're saying it just frustrates me because if i'm a washington fan i'm like fuck you all like we beat them twice yeah. and you're still just saying they're gonna beat us it's like it's it's literally exactly what you said a couple weeks ago and did you see the video of Michael Penix Jr. freestyling the comeback into existence? Mm -hmm. It was, I think it was, it was Jalen McMillan, McMillan, maybe that tweeted out, but there's sideline video of um, Penix freestyling to McMillan, and apparently McMillan claims that it was all about when they were losing in the fourth. It was all about coming back to win, and it's exactly what they fucking did. Like, so I, I hope Washington keeps it going, dude. But you're, but you're gonna have you're gonna have, you're gonna have two teams that have major chips on their shoulder, thinking that they're the underdogs heading into that game, which will yes. be absolutely hilarious. Yes. Um, um, and the Seattle be, got 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, and, and for Utah, like it, it 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 finally came back to bite you in the ass. You know, like you've been skating by by being the more physical team in the conference. You know, Bryson Barnes played great last week, but like we said in, in, in our pregame show, like don't let that fool you because as we're witnessing once again, USC is complete shit. So like last week yeah. was great, but you were going against maybe the worst defense in the Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like like fool's gold. Fool's gold. And Oregon is the best defense in that conference. So but but you still tonight. don't you I, I still will maintain you don't give Washington's defense enough respect. Washington's defense has won them two games this year and three if you want to count Oregon. So like at a certain point, they may not be as good as Oregon, and I agree with that, but they're not bad. No. Like they're better than they're better than what you give them credit I, for. Listen, I don't know why you you're, you're like such a Washington defender here. This this that, that well, they're my heart and soul to do with Washington. There. I'm not being a fan. I'm not being an analyst. I'm being a fan here. I'm being a fan here. I love it's you know I've only thing them. to do with with them. So like Utah, that was a a rude awakening, but you knew that was coming eventually. Like you knew, just like we talked about earlier with um, what game we're talking about with Oklahoma, where you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. Like at some point, it's going to bite you in the ass with Bryson Barnes, and it did in a big way in this game. Okay, a couple things that I want to get to here in the chat. Shout out Seattle Dives. Don't forget to like the stream so these boys can keep producing for our entertainment. Thank you so much. Please like, subscribe. It's like the easiest thing you do to help us out. Secondly, um, honest question, would you rather have Carson Beck, Bo Nix, or Michael Penix commanding your team in the national championship game? I'm still going with Penix at this point. You know, he he made the plays in the big moment to win. Carson Beck's still unproven. And as much as I love Bo Nix, he kind of choked in that Washington game, if we're being honest. Like mm, the play right before half, the third down screen right before half not was Bo. an easy touchdown. It's yeah, definitely, it's definitely not, not Bo. Bo. But then Bo got, yeah. He got outplayed by Michael Penix in that game. Yes, yes. And, that's, and that, if you're a Washington fan, at least you know when the rematch does occur, you do have the better of the two quarterbacks. I don't know if you have the better of the two teams, but you have the better of the two quarterbacks. So that that always is a major plus in determining games when it's all said that, especially big games and big-time moments. So I would go, I would go Penix one, Carson two, Bo three. Hmm. I think I'd still have to go Bo two because we're talking about the literal most, again, experienced quarterback in NCAA history. But uh, maybe Beck yeah. can prove me wrong over these next three weeks and make me because he's been consistently making me more of a believer all year long. Maybe he can continue to chip away at my hard exterior. I may take Jaden over all of them still. Uh, yeah, that's my dog. There we go. Uh, Cody Brunet says, T-Bob, I can make the argument that Lincoln Riley's most overpaid coach of college football. Aaron, mm-hmm. how about this? Bad week, a bad season to be a Riley brother. Mm. Like, not only are Lincoln Riley and USC kind of a disaster, as he has the same record as Clay Helton, and if they lose tonight, he'll have a worse record, but Garrett Riley and this Clemson offense is a fucking disaster. Yeah. And all offseason, we continue to give them so much credit, Dabo, for firing his boy and hiring Garrett Riley. What well, ain't really made any difference. You did. You did. You we did. all did. No, you did. No, the college you football did. hive mind did. You did. Yeah, I did. No, you I did. did. I did. I did. I did, I did you not did you did jump not. on that train. Uh, Aaron did actually tell you that this was most definitely the team in the top 10 that was most likely to fall out of the top 10, and he continues oh, to be more and more right every single week in that regard. I'm still um, waiting for an apology from Clemson fans. I even gave them the, you know, let them know tonight that I'm waiting for it and uh, and still have not gotten uh, an apology for them uh, Aaron, just ripping me. Have you heard about season. the CW curse? Yeah, that's, that's. So North Carolina yeah. was a, twi- this is all games that took place at 1 p.m. on the CW. 
Mm. North Carolina was a 20 point fa- 24 point favorite. They lost to Virginia. Clemson, nine and a half today. They lose to NC State. Louisville, seven point favorite as a top 15 team, lose to Pitt. Pitt, six and a half point favorite. They lose to Cincinnati. Wake mm. Forest, three and a half point favorite. They lose. To- you do not want to be a favorite playing mm. on the CW at 1 p.m. For whatever reason, I don't know. It's meant for drama. That's why. Yeah, it may, yes, yes. It's meant it's for drama. Meant for drama. They're juicing up the ratings right now. Yes. Um, am I crazy though, or are those cameras awful? Like I was getting like twenty FPS, like four eighty P. Uh, it felt like I did like the ref cam though. I like the ref cam. I, I saw that last week. Um, uh, Clemson is just it, it, it don't have a quarterback. It wasn't DJU's fault last year. It wasn't. You just kept wanting the blame. It's DJU. It's DJU. You don't have receivers. No. Um, You relied. Everything had to go through Will Shipley. And the the times that Cade came in last year, he was not better than DJU. Just wasn't. He's playing out like that. You have a lot of of issues. He's not very good. I feel bad. He's not awful, but like, he makes these, he makes big mistakes, but he makes little mistakes. Like they had a third and one at the end of the game or a second and one. And it's a wide open little like swing pass to easy. And the running back has to dive to catch it. And it's a no gain. And, and then I think back to like the, you know, he pulled last week and wasn't supposed to, which the that's Florida a major State game. You should just hand then the, the ball FS, off. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The FSU game, he sails that ball mm. on like the easy slant. Like he just, uh, he misses these plays that if you're going to be a big time five-star quarterback, you just can't miss dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They need um, they they need to get him some some help in the offseason though. Like you watch Florida State and you watch those the you know the, the big time transfer receiver make one handed catches for touchdowns and you look at Clemson who didn't have yeah and Coleman's so good. Yeah, dude. you didn't have receivers last year. You knew you didn't have them heading into this season, and you refused to bring anyone in. And it's just between average quarterback play and no help on the outside, it's the same damn offense as you had last year. Unfortunately, with just a different play caller. So Clemson loses, uh, just the spiral continues. Miami, Virginia. Miami escapes with a big win. BYU, Texas. Big win? Was it a big win or just a win? Can we just say it, it was uh, a win? Yeah, my bad, my bad. I, was, I, I fell back. That's a classic, like, you do too many takes and you're thinking about the next thing you're going to say and you just throw out some sort of cliche. So I called it a big win mm-hmm. because it went to overtime. So it actually did warrant the main screen of the setup here, which – credit to it for making its way on the main screen on kind of a blowout sort of day. But no, you're right. Uh, Cristobal avoids being 72 and 70 for his career. And instead he's 73 and 69. Mm. Um, Miami, Miami should be, should be seven and one. Probably what you would think like 12, 13 in the first rankings. Shoulda, 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 shoulda. Take a damn knee. Okay. Mm. Ronnie Baxter says Beck is getting better and better. He's a complete quarterback. He is big as fuck. He's huge. That. Aiden mean, Likoski, Lincoln is thick. taking the first NFL job he's offered. I don't know if an NFL team wants him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what does he bring to an NFL? It's not what, like- What's the difference between, I mean, I guess there's somewhat different because he has had more success in, in college football than, um, you know how big of. He's on his damn oh, staff right now. Arizona guy. Uh, oh my God. He, why are we playing right now? He's literally on the staff. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Is there that much of a difference? No, he's just like, he's a more polished Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury, but but you also see him like not really handling pressure well, right? Like yeah. you see him keeping players out the media, skipping. Well, I think he was sick this week, but whatever. He was yeah. sick, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's uh, which 
This shingles bout, guys. Holy fuck. Shingles are awful, dude. I don't wish this on anybody. Uh, USC is now tied at 43-43 with six minutes to go in the fourth. He's got to fire his DC. Like, enough's enough. Grinch got to go. Well, that's, I mean, you got to, you got to. What what does the Constitution say? We hold these truths to be self-evident. I feel like it's not even worth talking about because obviously Alex Grinch has to Dude, their next two games for USC, their next three games. Washington, Oregon, UCLA. All three of those teams can score 50 plus on them. Um, Sorry, I zoned out because Bill Kibbe said, eat a few gummies. It helps with shingles pain. Bill, you listen to the show. You know me. You mm-hmm. don't think I've been just gobbling up gummies? It's, it's, it does it, it. It's still, it's just awful. It just doesn't help. Um, I did. Okay. I, I want to do a little YouTube short, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Give me the top receivers in the entire country right now. The top receivers in the entire country right now? The top receivers in the entire country right now. See what you got. We'll let the boys edit up afterwards. Wow. This came out of nowhere. This was not planned ahead of time. No, no, I know. You want me to give them to you? No, no, no. I'll give them to you. Do you want me to give you like my top five receivers I want like stream of consciousness. Give me like, like who do you think should be like, I know there's like 30 people on the Blitnikoff watch list. Okay. Give me your like six or seven that you think could actually win the Blitnikoff. Okay. Uh, First, let me go with Malik Neighbors. Yeah. Luther Burden. Yep. Uh, uh, Rome uh, Adunzi. Yep. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., obviously. Probably mm-hmm. Marvin would be number one on that list. Um, uh, hmm. I like the Troy Franklin kid from, from, from Oregon. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, we don't give Franklin enough credit. That's true. Okay, I'll throw him on the list. Um, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. Hmm. There was a certain name that I feel like doesn't get mentioned enough, and that was the entire impetus behind starting this conversation. And I've now forgotten who I was trying to talk about. Those are really so, the top ones in, for me. No, there's another one that we're missing, and now I feel like my um. Are you talking about? Are you trying to get your boy Brian Thomas in there? Nope, nope, nope. Not else you guy. Nope. Now I feel like this entire thing was just a futile exercise in me being a shitty host because. The entire point was to mention the one fucking guy that I'm forgetting about now. <laughs> Do you know where he plays? No. Yes. We were talking about it earlier. The group text with my boys. Hold on. God damn it, dude. Oh my goodness. I blew this. I'm sorry. I apologize for everyone disaster. listening right now. No, it's an absolute disaster, dude. Just, mm. just talk about talk about something else. Anyone from Texas? 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. There we go. Save it, T-Bob. Save it, T-Bob. No, I can't find it. Shit. Okay, Aaron, talk about just like one other thing while we do this. All right. Let's, uh, let, let, what else, what else went well today? Um, I think that was it for the show. T-Bob just wanted to get fancy and finish the thing off. I know. I tried to end thing. on a flourish, dude. I really, completely no, 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 guys. Flubbered oh, it. Oh, 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 Keon Coleman. Fuck. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Keon dude, Coleman. Keon uh, Coleman. No, yeah, he needs to true. be in there. Am I crazy? No. Like we always talk about Marvin. There. We always talk about Luther. We always talk about Malik. All these guys. The problem Rome, with Keon, he just he, never he, he had a few game. He had a few game stretch where he di- completely disappeared. Yeah, but now he's got nine tuds. I know. I know. But he just he disappeared for a while. I think that that's what hurt him. Yeah, I agree. You actually probably still should make that into TikTok because it was such. Fucking disaster. But uh <laughs> Keon, that entire thing was to just give Keon Coleman props. 
Oh, okay, and that is why and that is why Ken Coleman will not be in the conversation <laughs> because you purposely wanted to bring him up and you still forgot him. That yeah, is just, yeah, look, yeah, too perfect. yeah. I guess just you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're oh right. My gosh. Um, shout out FSU though. FSU's looking good, Aaron. FSU's looking good. True they or false? Good. True or false? They All look right. good. They look good. Like, subscribe. We love you. Remember, uh, I wore that volume crew neck sweater i had to wash it so i couldn't wear it tonight's show but i've been starting to wear that crew neck sweater yet it's so fucking comfortable buying on the merch store but remember guys nebraska is now five and three and tied for the lead in the big 10 west after wisconsin loses tonight there's never been a better time to buy corn hub merch look at the link right below the video and uh I washington right now What's what? up with Washington? They're only up seven nothing. Penix is one for four for ten yards. Come on! Oh wait, guys, 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 listen. Do you hear that? Come on! Come do you on. hear that, guys? That's someone who made a bet. That's mm. someone who made a bet and is putting undue expectations mm. on a team because they made a bet. Okay. Mm. Look, Washington's gonna be just. What are you talking about? Washington's about to make it fourteen zero. Watch after this drive, bitch. Come on! Come on! Come on! Um. All right. Thank you all so much for hanging out this night. It's so much fun. We love you. Back on YouTube.com uh, slash at volume steps live on Monday with a brand new show. A huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Chris Tran, Danny Cardenas, Adam Gracia, just everybody here on the Snaps team, man. Everybody works so freaking hard putting all this content out, and we love it. And so if you like, subscribe, if you're listening on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, help the Snaps voice continue to grow. Uh, we love you so much, and we'll see you later. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your college football Saturday night. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.